Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a wonderful joy to be in the presence of God worshiping. What a wonderful time that was. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy is your name. Worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Over the last couple of weeks, we have been listening to a message about the Holy Spirit. And I believe God wants us as a church to have a life in the Holy Spirit. It's the most precious life, most beautiful life that we can live. John's Gospel in chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus said, I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper. That he may be with you forever. Jesus was going to go to heaven. This is one of the, you know, the into chapter 14, 15, 16, as he's going towards the fag end of the gospel of John. All through the gospel of John, you can see Jesus introducing the Holy Spirit. He was born of the Holy Spirit. In, in chapter 3, we see him speaking to Nicodemus of being born again by the Holy Spirit. Chapter 4, we see the Samaritan woman, where he's telling, if you, you, know, you can drink of the Spirit and you'll never thirst again. All through those chapters, finally, in the, as, as Jesus was coming to a landing before going to the cross and dying on the cross, he's introducing the Holy Spirit to the disciples. And he's saying, there's someone I want you to know, walk with. I will ask of the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may be with you forever. This another helper is what the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus. A helper is not a servant word, as many may find Think, you know, in the heart, oh, helper is a servitude name. And many people would think, you know, that, that God gave Eve to Adam as a helper. It would be something below or something, you know, not equal to. But Eve was also created equal to Adam. In fact, she was taken from Adam. That's why he said, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. It was a type of a expression. That Jesus was also going to use for the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is not a servant word. But the Hebrew word means that there's going to be one who's suitable to help you like Jesus would help you. Hallelujah. That the Holy Spirit would be one suitable to help you and to help me as the Holy Spirit would help you and me. And I believe Jesus today wants to tell you, do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know him as your friend? Many years ago, when I was just saved, I happened to watch a message. Uh, and the message was about the Holy Spirit. And the preacher introduced the Holy Spirit, said, We know him as the healer. We know him as, you know, as the power of God. Or we know him as a miracle worker. But do we know the Holy Spirit as our friend? God in us, God with us. The Holy Spirit comes from the word parakletos or paraklete, uh, which means the helper. And this helper, Jesus is giving us the helper for us so that we can live a life that is full of God. Every day of our life, we don't have to live lost. We don't have to live broken. We don't have to live like Jacob's schemer and cheating and lying and fighting and all of that. We can live a life, an abundant life. The Holy Spirit will come to do so many things for you and for me. That He would come to be our 
strengthener. Many times I felt weak. There have been circumstances in my life I don't know how to face tomorrow. I've been weak and, I, and I've been afraid in my heart. And I've sent, I've asked the Holy Spirit, can you come and strengthen me at this time? I've sensed the strength of God upon my life. There are times I felt I cannot go through that day, but He has come and strengthened me. Encouraged, spoken to my heart saying, you can do more than you can imagine. He's a God who will come and strengthen you. He will he'll come and give you boldness. He will come and, and speak into your heart in a mighty way. He's also a standby. The one who will stand close by you. If you would walk with him. When everyone else wants to walk away. Now the Holy Spirit wants to be your standby. You know when I was taking my exams. There was a particular set of exams I was going to take. And it was very difficult to pass it. Because there was a lot of corruption. In that specific place where I was taking the exam in that institution. And uh, I, I began to pray and ask the Lord. Lord so many people are paying bribes to pass this exam. But I went down on my knees and I asked the Lord. I said Lord can, can you speak to my heart. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And he said some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I will remember the name of the Lord. They are brought down and destroyed. But we will stand upright. With that promise of God in my heart. I went into the take those exams. And I passed in the, in the first go itself. Well many others had failed. God's word is real. He's your standby. Maybe the ones that were paying bribes. They had those, you know money as a standby. Many went with influence. They had influential people as a standby. But I had the Holy Spirit. Who was standing by me. Hallelujah. In that difficult time. The Holy Spirit will be your encourager. Imagine what a wonderful life. Jesus is saying. I won't be there to encourage you all the time. Because I'm limited in a physical body. Many times when people think. Oh my pastor's not there. He's very busy. He doesn't have time. He, you know, he, uh, I don't know whom I can go to for encouragement. I want you to know. That is why God is giving you the Holy Spirit. To be your encourager. The one who will go with you. Who will be with you. Who will walk with you. Who will talk with you. Who will lead you and guide you. The Holy Spirit will be your encourager you need every word that the Holy Spirit can speak to your heart he can encourage you to obey he will encourage you to stand firm he will encourage you not to give in uh, to temptation the Holy Spirit will encourage you to be led by the voice of God he is your encourager not only is the Holy Spirit your encourager the Bible calls the Holy Spirit says he will be your advocate Now, people love to have advocates because they know the advocate knows better than them when it comes to fighting a case. Many people go to advocates for advice. Jesus is saying, when you stand before people, when you stand before kings and rulers, you do not know what to say. The Holy Spirit will be your advocate. He will fight your case for you. He will speak on your behalf. He will stand on your behalf. He will tell you things to do and say. He will give you counsel. He will give you advice that the world, people of the world cannot stand up against. He will be your advocate. Hallelujah. If you are going through any difficult circumstance today, I want to tell you, you are not alone. If you would invite the Holy Spirit, can you be my advocate in this situation? Many times in my life, there have been places where I can't speak for myself. I'm not able to represent myself. And that is really where an advocate comes in. 
The advocate comes in, begins to represent his client. In the same way, the Holy Spirit. There are times where I could not speak for myself. I cannot defend myself. I don't know how to stand for myself. And I've seen the Holy Spirit come into those circumstances. And the places where I would have to defend in my own flesh, I've seen the Holy Spirit come. In the very places I've been dishonored, in the same places I've seen God lift me up. Because the Holy Spirit is my advocate. He will be your advocate too. Not only is he an advocate, he will be your comforter. He will be your comforter and your strength. He will wipe your tears away. When we go through pain, when we go through difficulties in life, when we go through challenging times in life, we go through a lot of problems. At that time we feel there's nobody to comfort me. I wish there was someone to speak words of comfort into my heart. There are many times in my life I wanted to give up. I wanted to let go and just forget it. And, but the Holy Spirit has been my comforter. He comes with words. He will remind us with words. He will remind us of the scriptures. And He will comfort and say, No, I will never leave you. Nor will I forsake you. I will be with you till the end of age. The Holy Spirit will be your comforter. He will be your ever-present help in time of need. You can talk to Him. You can tell him you need, Lord, there are financial needs, Lord, that would you be able to come and help in that need? Lord, there are emotional needs and I'm not able to handle this. Would you come and be my comfort? Many times you may be looking to your husband or to your wife to meet all your emotional needs. I want you to know neither your husband nor your wife can fill all your emotional needs. Your friends, your family, all of them can never Take the place of God in your life. No, God gave your spouse to you to be a companion. But God did not say this companion will be able to meet all your needs. But God said that he's sending the Holy Spirit. He will comfort you. He will strengthen you. He will encourage you. He will stand by your side. He will advocate your case. He will help you whenever you fail. You need help. The Holy Spirit will strengthen you when you are feeling weak. What an honor to have God by our side. The Holy Spirit will not only do that, He will also be your teacher. He will speak. He will explain things to you. There are places I've gone to and there are circumstances I've gone to, you know, maybe some certain offices or certain situations and I don't know, maybe it's a difficult conflict situation. I don't know what to say. I would step back and I would say, Holy Spirit, Can you help me? Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say. Can you tell me what to say? And the Holy Spirit would give me strategic ideas. And I would tell them that. And suddenly the issue would get resolved. Or the conflict would be solved. Or the doors that were shut would be opened. He will teach you when you don't know what to say. He will give you words in your mouth. When you don't know, when you're unsure how to answer, God will fill your mouth with words. The Bible says, He he will give wisdom. And he will give you knowledge and understanding greater than your teachers, greater than your elders. God will do that for you. Many times I've not understood scripture. And when I don't understand scripture, I open up the word of God and I feel, God, I don't understand this. Can you help me understand? And as I read the word and I read the word and I read the word, the Holy Spirit comes and engages me to understand God's word. He can be your help to understand. He will be your teacher. He will explain things to you that you don't understand. Not only is He your teacher, the Bible says He will be your intercessor. He will be your one who stands for you in prayer. It often amazes me, as I think today, in the heaven, God the Father is there. 
And we have God the Son who is interceding for us on behalf of the Father, the great high priest. And then the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 26, 27, For we do not know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit himself shall intercede for us with groan and utterances that we cannot utter. The Holy two-thirds of the Godhead is interceding for you, my dear brother and sister. No matter what your circumstances, if God is standing in intercession for you, who can stand against that powerful intercession? The Holy Spirit is your intercessor. He will stand for you in prayer. If the Holy Spirit is all of this and so much more in your life, then why would we not want to have a life with the Holy Spirit? Jesus was saying, I'm going. Many times the pastors, we feel the pastors are not there with us all the time. Jesus knew his circumstance is just like many pastors. He was limited in one body. He's limited in one place to be able to talk to one person, to do one thing at one time. And that is why Jesus said, I would be limited in the physical, not being able to meet everybody's needs. Therefore, I am going and in my place, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. He will be with you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will teach you. He will stand by your side. And I want to encourage you today, if you will welcome the Holy Spirit to come into your life and minister, your life will be transformed in a mighty way. God is calling us to a life in the Holy Spirit. Most people are ignorant about the Holy Spirit. Most people, they don't even, they're not even aware that there is something called the Holy Spirit. Most people are ignorant of the Holy Spirit. Many people are just informed about the Holy Spirit. Many people are just informed about the Holy Spirit. Some people have experienced the Holy Spirit. So most are ignorant. Some are just informed. Many, some people have experienced the Holy Spirit. Few people are led by the Holy Spirit. Few people are led by the Holy Spirit. And very few live empowered by the Holy Spirit. Very few people live empowered. Very few people know what it means to live a life full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the living, most believers live far below the potential of the Christian life that God wants you to live in. So many people live far below the potential of what exciting joy. You know, ever since I've come to the Lord, from the day I got born again, there was a joy that filled my heart. And there's a guidance of God that's come. There's an anointing of God that's come. And and there's been such an exciting Christian life. People of God, God wants you to live this exciting Christian life. Why are you living so far below the potential of an awesome life with the Holy Spirit? I believe God is calling you to a life of victory. Revelation chapter 1 verse 9 and 10. The Bible says about John the apostle, he was arrested and he was put on the island of Patmos. He was left there in prison. When somebody's in prison, most people get depressed. They get sad, they get upset. Oh, why has this happened to me? But look what happened to John. The Bible says, John, your brother and fellow participant in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance in Jesus was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. He was put there on the island because they were giving him tribulation. They were persecuting him. And John is writing letters and saying, he's saying, I'm here because we are under tribulation or persecution from people. 
because of the kingdom. And because we are persevering for Jesus Christ. And he says, in spite of that, on uh, being on the island of Patmos, because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, verse 10 says, I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. On the, most of us, if we were in prison, we were, you know, we'd be discouraged. If we'd been shut down, if we'd been limited, we would be so discouraged. We'd want to, you know, we'd probably want to sleep all day, not talk to anybody and question, why has God done this to me? John is saying, I am excited that I have been persecuted and I'm on this island, Patmos, even though I should be depressed. He says, on the day of the Lord, I was caught up in the spirit. I was just plugged into the Holy Spirit. I was taken over by the Holy Ghost. That at the time when I'm supposed to see that I'm locked down into this prison, at that time I am seeing the heavens are opened up. It does not matter what kind of situation you're locked into. You can have an open heaven over your life. Hallelujah. You can have an open heaven over your limitations if you would welcome the Holy Spirit to come and be part of your life. We need to start our life in the spirit. And that begins by being born again. One day Jesus asked Nicodemus, Nicodemus asked Jesus, you know, how, how is it, you know, that, uh, that you can't be, you have to be someone from God. Others would not be able to do all the things that, that God is doing. And then Jesus looked at him and said, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus was now shocked because he, all of Israel is waiting to ask the kingdom of God and waiting for the Messiah's coming. And Jesus tells Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you will never see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was shocked. He was so shocked and he's now beginning to think, he said, how can you be born again? Can I enter my mother's womb again and be born again? Jesus looks at him and says, you're talking flesh language because that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. He says, to be born again, you can't be born in the flesh. Because you just have a flesh life. But, but the spirit life, that is what makes you born again. He says, if you would ask Jesus to come in your heart, and that would be the beginning of an amazing Holy Spirit life. This is not information about Jesus. This is not just information about the Holy Spirit. But indeed, a deep repentance from our heart. I remember the time I got born again. One of the outstanding things about my born again experience was a deep sense of repentance. A deep sense of, of, of sin, a conviction of sin. Lord, that we have sinned and broken the heart of God. I don't know what circumstance you are living in today. But I want you to know if you are not born again, this is the day to be born again. It doesn't matter if you're born in a Christian home or a spirit-filled home. If you would repent for your sin. The Bible says every man has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You and I have sinned and with the wrath of God is upon everybody that has sinned and living in rebellion. But the good news is that we don't have to go to hell. The good news is because God so loved you and me that he gave his only son Jesus To die in your place and my place on the cross. Took your penalty of sin and my penalty of sin. That if we would repent from our sin, you would turn away from your sin. Say, no longer am I going to live my old life. From today onwards, I want to be born again. 
I want to live for Jesus. Lord, I want to ask you to be my Lord and my Savior from my sin. Forgive me. Wipe away my past. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. I will live a new life. I would live unto you. That is the born again experience. I don't know how many of you listening to me today. Maybe you're not born again. But if you will repent and ask Jesus right now to come in your heart. This is the moment. Born again. Becoming born again is not by just saying a sinner's prayer. By becoming born again is by repenting from the heart. For all the things with which we have lived an ungodly life. And making a decision. Today onwards, I am going to live for you Jesus. That will be the beginning of your born again experience. Then you will no longer think, live for the things of the flesh. You will no longer live for the things of the world. But everything inside of you will be crying out for the power of a spirit filled and spirit led life. Everyone that is born again. The Bible says there is another experience with the Holy Spirit called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. Jesus told the disciples. He said... You heard from me, Acts word 1-5, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus was introducing to them that once you're born again, there's an open door into a life with the Spirit. And then he's telling them, God wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, which means to immerse completely. Not to just have a little sprinkling of the Holy Spirit on you. Not a little few words here and there. Not a little guidance once in a while. God wants to immerse you in a life in the Holy Spirit. God wants to immerse you in the life with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit anointing will make you, give you power to boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But if you will eagerly desire, Jesus says, I want to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Soon after Jesus tells the disciples this in Acts 1.8. In Acts 2 and verse 4, on the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered together in one place. And then there was a mighty rushing wind from heaven. It filled the whole house in which they were sitting. And tongues of fire came upon their head. And they all began to speak in new tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. If you are not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can speak in new tongues. If you will eagerly desire the Holy Spirit, it, you know, it is not your head that is speaking. There are utterances that will be gushing from your spirit. And you will speak out tongues. You may not understand it, but you will be speaking mysteries unto God. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, what a powerful experience. It changed it. I didn't understand what I was saying, but I do know it opened up a realm, a portal of a connect with heaven. It connected this earthly flesh man. There is something genetically built inside of you to contain the spirit man. And that spirit man has the spirit ability to connect with heaven, with the Holy Spirit in a mighty way. And that's what happens when Jesus said, you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You see, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, God does not want you to live the way you used to live. The Bible says in Mark 2, verse 18 to 22, And John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. And they came and said to him, Why do Jesus' disciples and the Pharisees, you know, why do John's disciples and disciples of Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? They asked Jesus. And Jesus said to them, While the bridegroom is with them, 
The attendants of the groom cannot fast, can they? As long as they have the groom with them, they cannot fast. But days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast on that day. And then he says something powerful. No one chews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it. And the new one from the old, the worse, the tear is, is a worse result. No one puts new wine into old wine skins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins. And the wine is lost and the skin as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wine skins. When God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit... There has to be a heart change. There has to be a change of mind. There has to be a decision from your mind. A purposing from your mind. That God wants to fill you with this new wine of God. And you, he can't put it in an old wine skin with old methods. Old fleshly ways. Old fleshly desires. God is saying, I want to fill you with this new wine. With a, into the new wine skin. Now what was Jesus talking about? Of course he was talking about a change from the Judaic understanding of heaven, of, of the world of God into now the move of the kingdom of God. He was saying you cannot do the outpouring of the spirit in the Old Testament manner. He's saying I'm making a new covenant with you and I'm going to pour a new wine into a new kingdom wineskin. Hallelujah. I believe God wants to do that in your life and in my life. He, he wants to change your life in such an amazing way and he wants you to be so one with God. Every day you can live a life that is so one with God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. The Bible says, But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. The one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. That's a powerful verse. 16, verse 16 says, Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, The two shall become one flesh. You know, when someone sleeps, has a, has a sexual relationship with another woman, with a prostitute, there is a spirit to, trans, spirit to spirit transaction that happens in that physical relationship. That is how God has blessed the physical relationship and asked it must be reserved only between a husband and a wife. But today, men and women are crossing outside the boundaries of that. And they're violating that relationship. And when they sleep with others, they do not understand. There is a spirit level transaction. And when it is a violative relationship, there is an open door for demonic infestation even in a relationship that is outside a godly covenant of marriage. That is why the Bible says, flee immorality. Run away from fornication. Many believers and Christians living in sin and fornication. You're opening the doors to demonic infestation. And God is saying, instead of being filled with demons, instead of living a life in the flesh, instead of living a life of rebellion and brokenness and all kin, the Lord is saying, I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What a joyful life that could be. For the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. God wants you to be filled. The day John the Baptist was born, he was in his mother's womb, the Bible says that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth, his mother, 
when she was speaking to Mary, the Holy Spirit came upon her. She was, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. You look in the Bible, all the way from Genesis 1, when there was confusion over the earth, the Holy Spirit came and surrounded and did recreative miracles at that time. You look in the Old Testament, the prophets were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God prophetically. Miracles happened by the Holy Spirit. Food multiplied by the Holy Spirit. Fire came down from heaven by the Holy Spirit. Demonic powers were broken by the Holy Spirit. And then you come to the New Testament. It was a new move of God's kingdom. It was a new season of God's people. And they came to a time and season of their life where the Holy Spirit began to fill people. John was filled with the Spirit. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the angel Gabriel said, that which is born in you is born conceived of the Holy Spirit. The New Testament, the Bible is a Holy Spirit encounter. The Bible, you cannot live a Christian life without a deep encounter with the Holy Spirit. Head knowledge will not help you. Information does not transform you. It is an encounter on a spirit level. That is why when I started off, I said, most people are ignorant about the Holy Spirit. Some are informed about the Holy Spirit. Even fewer are led by the Spirit. So few people are empowered by the Holy Spirit, living a life of power and victory. When God spoke to Zechariah in, in Luke's Gospel chapter 167, the Bible says, and his father Zechariah, John the Baptist's father Zechariah, he was filled with the Holy Spirit and his tongue was loosened and he began to speak and prophesy and declare upon his son. The Holy Spirit always comes to bring a breakthrough in your life. I don't know what area you're held up, you're stuck up with, but I want to tell you today, the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. Acts 2, 4, the Bible says, on day of Pentecost, all the disciples, 120 of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts and chapter 4 and verse 8, you know, the disciples started having persecution. When they were going through difficulty, they got arrested and they were now being questioned by the elders. And Peter stands up in Acts 4 and verse 8, Peter, Bible says, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he began to speak to them. He said, rulers and elders of Israel. You see, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, a boldness came upon him. An ordinary fisherman who ran away in the garden when they were going to arrest Jesus. Now is standing before rulers and elders, being arrested, unashamed, not afraid. He stands there and speaks. The timid, frightened, selfish Peter had now become a bold, fearless man because He got filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know what kind of person you are. I don't know what you're going through. You may be timid. You may be looking down on yourself. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it has nothing to do with your ability. You see, there are many things that I have told the Lord. I don't know how to do that, Lord. I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Lord, I don't know any of this. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, the Bible says you'll be changed into a new man. Why would you not want to live this kind of life? It is an exciting, powerful life that God wants you to live. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he spoke to the rulers and the elders. They were warned not to speak in the name of Jesus. And they were sent home. Peter and the disciples, they came back. And they gathered that day in a home in a time of prayer. And they said, Lord, give us boldness when they threaten us. Give us boldness.
boldness to speak the gospel with authority. Acts 4.31 says, And when they prayed, the place they were gathered was together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The church gathered for prayer. When they're being persecuted, they said, Hey, it's a great time to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And they prayed, filled with the Spirit of God, and they began to speak the word of God with great boldness. Hallelujah. What a joy. If you are timid, if you are afraid, if you are struggling, if you're doubtful of yourself, I think you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13 verse 9. The Bible says Saul, who was also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 9, you know that one day Ananias came to Paul and the Lord had told Ananias, I want you to go and lay hands on him, that he will be healed and then he will be, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. But we see no account of Paul being filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 9. But when we look at Acts chapter 13 and verse 9, we see Saul who was also known as a man called Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he stared at him. He looked boldly. There was a boldness that came upon Paul. Every child of God needs to be daily filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13 verse 52, the Bible says, And the disciples were continually filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Every disciple, every child of God, every believer needs to daily be filled with the Holy Spirit. Continually. In your going out, you ask, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, fill me, Lord. When you're going to, for an interview, fill me, Lord. When you're going for work, give me wisdom and skill, Lord. Ability. When you, wherever you're going, ask the Holy Spirit, fill me fresh. Fill me with a new anointing. Especially Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. The Bible says, do not be drunk with wine in which there is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. There are many things in your life that may be leading you to a place of addiction. You may be getting addicted to wine or alcohol or women or or drugs or I don't know, maybe your addiction is... Or, or computers or software or or maybe it's your career path has become your addiction or the pa- passion desire for money has become your addiction jesus is saying do not get drunk or get caught up with your addictions but be filled with the holy spirit the holy spirit will give you greater joy Then when the wicked have an abundance of grain and wine, when you see others prosper and have so much, you'll not feel selfish in your heart because that day you would have bowed your knees before God and prayed in the Holy Spirit and the portals of heaven would open and you would see things in the Spirit that they cannot see with their wealth. When you lay hands on the sick, miracles will flow through you that they cannot see or understand, the doctors cannot explain because the Holy Spirit will flow through their bodies and the supernatural can happen hallelujah do not be drunk with wine but be filled with the holy spirit so god's calling you and me to drink from the holy spirit to drink from the holy spirit first corinthians 14 13 says for by one spirit we're all baptized into one body whether jew or greek whether slave or free we're all made to drink of one spirit people of god When the Spirit of God comes upon you, He puts to end all comparisons. 
There is no more difference between a free person and a slave. The same Holy Spirit will fill them. God is saying now, there's no difference between male and female. Even though our cultures may want to bring a difference and elevate one over the other. The Holy Spirit says, it's the same Holy Spirit that's filling both the men and the women. He's the same Holy Spirit who's filling the children. You know, I've seen people, young kids get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit, praying in new tongues. I was preaching one day in Nagpur. And while I was preaching over there, it was a small church hall. The place was packed. There was no place to pray for people. And so when it was time to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was stepping in and in between people because, you know, they were sitting. And then after some time, I asked them to stand. I was laying hands with the people who were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And while I was praying for people, somebody pulled my pan. And I looked down, a little young five-year-old child was standing and said, and I looked at the child and I said, what do you want? And the child looked at me and said, I want the Holy Spirit. I turned around and I knelt down. And I put both my hands on that child's head. And I prayed to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the power of God came upon that five-year-old child. Began to speak in new tongues. God doesn't mind if you're young or old. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. God doesn't care if you're a male or a female. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit. God doesn't care what community, what background, what language, whether you're from, which nation you're from. God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. God doesn't care whether you're slave or free. God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Paul is saying, everyone, slave or free, Jew or Gentile, you know, man or woman, whatever it is, grown up or child. The Bible says that all will drink from the same Holy Spirit. Today, if you're thirsty, the Bible says, Jesus on the great day of the feast stood up and said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. And from his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living waters. So what do you do to be filled with the Spirit? Pastor, what's the key? And it's simple. Just desire. Desire for the Holy Spirit. And say, Father, fill me afresh. Fill me afresh with your anointing, Lord. I sense the river of God flowing this day. The power of the Holy Spirit is present this morning. He will come and save you. He will come and heal you. He will send His word and heal diseases. Maybe you have a loved one that is not well today. Spirit of God, I pray, send your word and heal in Jesus' mighty name. The Holy Spirit will break your bondages if you are struggling with any addiction today. The Holy Spirit can set you free in one minute. Just desire. Just say, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. If there's any among you that's not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit right now, wherever you are, just open your mouth. Open your mouth. Let Him fill you. It'll be, it'll be flow. The Spirit of God will just, tongues will flow from your belly. Just speak it out. Speak it out. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fill them, Lord. Just desire this morning. Some of you may be baptized in the Holy Spirit a long time ago. And you, it's, you just left it like a trophy on a shelf. God is saying, be, live the life in the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit today. This is the beginning to an amazing abundant life. 
be filled. Father, right now, even those watching through the screens of God, on the internet, on, on online, Father, release your anointing right now. Release your anointing right now. Break every yoke of fear right now in Jesus' mighty name. Let them live an abundant life. Let them live free from the fear of their past. Free from the fear of their future. Fear free from the addictions and the bondage of sin. Let them live with a heart that desires you, God. We give you praise, desire, desire, desire. Oh, just desire as you go back into your day. Desire, desire. We worship you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. I will come and bow down at your feet, Lord Jesus. In your presence there is fullness of joy. There is nothing there is no one who compares with you. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure. In worshiping you, Just be filled as we sing the song. I will come and bow down. Fill them, Lord, at your feet, Lord Jesus. In your presence is fullness. There is nothing, there is nothing, there is no one who compares with you. I take pleasure. Oh, we take pleasure in worshiping. We take pleasure. I take pleasure Fill them afresh, O God. I take pleasure. Let miracles flow, God. Let the anointing break the yoke of the devil. Let your glorious anointing fill them right now. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure in worshiping. Father, we pray that your presence be heaven to us, O God. Thank you for your anointing and your presence today. We desire for more of you. We want to practice the presence of God. We want to, in our time, we want to desire in times of worship. We want to desire as we read your word, you'll fill us with the Holy Spirit. We want to desire, Lord God, in in the disciplines of prayer that you will 
As we pray, you will fill us with an unction. Right now as we are praying. Right now as we are listening and receiving your word. And right now as we are worshipping. We pray you will fill us with a fresh unction. We submit our lives into your hands. We give you the glory. In Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.